everybody! Welcome to a very chill episode of our podcast where we ask the question Hey! Hey! Remember the ox? I do. I'm Courtney. And I'm Tom. Tom. Yeah, no rainbow cookies. Oh, right, but those are my favorite. Are they really? Yeah, I love rainbow cookies. They're fun I fact. used to love rainbow cookies and I got over them. You know what it is? It's because. Too many. They're gene- yeah. generic rainbow cookies are eh, but the best rainbow cookie I ever had was from the vegan bakery in Wilson Park. Sweet to lick? <gasps> I never had theirs. I did get the gluten-free ones from the Floral Park Bakery over Ooh, by you. Those are good, too. But the, Those are good. The, 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 gluten, the vegan ones, which... You can't get those that often. No, they, bar- they rarely have it, and I think they stopped making because they realized I'm not vegan, and I was going there to exclusively buy the vegan... Uh, cookies and they're so they like, said cancel the cookies they're like cancel this asshole's gonna keep coming here and he's still gonna eat me what a piece of shit they canceled they canceled the rainbow cookies i want it back please those were the best the best and I, I i loved the butter cookie ones the butter cookie ones are really good but Ooh. those were the ones that i got sick of because i ate them all the time and then i would get those for joe every time we went to butter cookie and i think i made him sick of them too because the last time i got them he was just like rainbow cookies again <laughs> hooray Yay. <laughs> today's topic is actually something people shouldn't be doing anymore at least not for a little bit yeah today's episode is about middle school dances Yay. all of it all of it that yeah i think also the 2000s might have been... I don't know, because we're old. Sure. <laughs> but I don't remember yes. my sister talking about dances nearly as much. I think, like, the 2000s was, like, peak dance, like, middle school dance, high school dance culture. Because we didn't even have them in high school. We just had them in middle school. Well, you know, when I was going through the music, I actually felt a little jealous of whoever had middle school dances a few years after us in 2008. Because can you imagine how poppin' that middle school dance was when Just Dance by Lady Gaga came out? Oh, just the Lady Gaga craze. Oh, I love, I do love Lady Gaga. Like, I still, if I listen to Just Dance now, I'm like, man, that was such a good song. Just Dance, gonna be okay. And it's, like, so early in her just career, dance. so it's just sort of this, like, wholesome, genuine just dance mm-hmm. so i i do wish that we had a little bit more of that when we went to middle school but i think you're right i think after us and maybe it has something to do with the fact that they bumped up the eighth grade to the high school after us mm. but uh we were kind of like the end of middle school dances actually being a thing yeah. that you did well at least for school. yeah at least for us like our community yeah. our town so they could be very different for everybody else because i know that like middle school dances might have kind of faded away but when we hit the 2010s and such i know that like party culture was huge again there was literally right, party like rock. there was literally like a company that would travel the country and host parties for teens I know this because my 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 ex girlfriend, our friend Nicholas, and my sister went to it at the Crazy Donkey, which is no longer open in Farmingdale. 
Oh, that's true. I feel like now there are, well, now, not now, but I feel like there are aughts-themed parties, you know, and parties for creating that feel. But, I don't know, middle schools were weird because, to me, when we were at that age, like when we were 11 or 12, at the time it felt like this was us becoming adults. Mm-hmm. And then you look back on it and you think, oh my god, you were such a small little child. Yeah. D- didn't even know what the hell you were doing. You know? Yeah. <sighs> and I feel like the gym was filled with girls wearing either cucumber melon or Japanese cherry blossom bath and body works body spritz. Mm-hmm. That's what all the girls were wearing. And the guys just had a fist full of gel in their hair. Oh, yeah. No, that was... Fashion was such a different thing back then, and I was part of it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The more hair gel, the better, because we didn't know what we were doing. You know what I realized I loved? And I I did not realize this until I went back and watched uh, Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. I watched the music video for that song. And it immediately clicked with me that my favorite thing was wearing these, like, baggy capris, a tight shirt from PacSun, and my Converse. Like, that was the look back then. Oh, yeah. Post-Avril Lavigne, every quote-unquote alternative girl would have, like, the tight top, baggy pants, baggy capris, and their Converse showing. That is my look was yeah and, and, and it's crazy because we we were literally off camera talking about this the, yeah. the the common fashion was pretty much baggy jeans big tees spike gel huge hair, t-shirts huge t-shirts yeah. um an obnoxious amount of hair gel like i haven't used hair gel so much hair gel i haven't used hair gel since maybe freshman year of college yeah oh my god but like I'm glad now that skinny jeans and like tight jeans are, but you know what's weird is for the young kids, I don't, I think it's gone back. Like when you look at like the Billie Eilish look, it is that baggy attire again. But even that makes me happy because one, she's not adhering to the idea that every pop icon needs to be showing all of their skin or wearing tight outfits. I like that she dresses more with, what I think a teenager would identify with. What's more realistic? That's true. And then also, like, yeah, in my first, like, in in sixth grade, I either wore really big t-shirts or, like, the floral hippy-dippy shirts. Mm. And then once Avril Lavigne's, like, punk style became a thing and I started getting more into emo, then I switched to, like, a tight Sun shirt and, like, the baggy khaki pants. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, I don't think I'll go back to baggy. I think I'm pretty content with my current clothing attire. Right. Because <laughs> I do think that this, the, the pendulum is spinning back. But a different reason. I think you're right. It's more... It's different. Mm-hmm. I think... Oh, I remember the name of that party thing. It's called Nightstorm. 
Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, Nightstorm was this big event that was held for teenagers where they would have like music, a DJ playing, uh, toilet paper guns, sparklers. It was just a big thing. Just imagine a bunch of teenagers, um, my ex-girlfriend and Nicolina dancing to party rock at the Crazy Donkey. Oh, you know what? Now I'm getting the picture. You're getting the now picture. Now it's coming together. Yeah, yeah. Something, something about what you said. It's not one specific detail, but somehow putting it all together, I'm like, yes, I do remember these events now. I do remember your ex going to these events. And my ex was the oldest person in the room. Next she, to Nick. Next, okay, Nick was the oldest person in the room. Nick was the oldest person in the room. I'm glad they had a good time, though. I think that for middle school, you know, there's just this sort of reputation that everybody hates middle schoolers. And I, I said that when I started getting into education. I said, like, I don't want to teach middle school. And I think that's why they gave us so many dances, was because they didn't know what else to do with us. And now that I've been in education, I actually really wouldn't mind teaching middle school because... I think that they are misunderstood. Oh, they're hugely misunderstood. I remember they're huge. Yeah. Even when I was a camp counselor, mm-hmm. I had I, which I genuinely miss. I miss, you know, being the leader and hanging out with a group of kids and just doing stupid shit. But like the middle school kids were actively the kids nobody wanted. Right. And I was like, these kids are fine. Like, let's whatever, man. Like, I'll never forget. When I was um, in college and I was still a camp counselor, I um, I had my old Toyota and the hubcap mm. fell off. And I felt really, I was like, oh, my hubcap fell off. And these camp kids, three of them, after when I literally, I went to hang out with my friends afterwards where we were at my house. And then all of a sudden I see these kids riding up on bikes and I'm like, wait, are those my camp kids? And they stole a hubcap from me. Are you serious? Yeah. I had a Toyota, but they gave me a Nissan hubcap. I didn't care. I I I, I duct taped it on and just rode that shit to the end. I think that's the one thing that I would feel bad about is if they actively plotted against me about something. Like, you're just going about your day, you're going to work, and then all of a sudden there's, like, a rumor going around that, like, I don't know, my teeth are crooked or something. I'd feel really bad about that. That I would feel really bad about. But... I think in general, middle school kids, if you just treat them like an actual person and you do treat them with a little bit of that smart aleckness that they have at that age, then they're fine with you. Exactly. It's about respect. Yeah. Like you, you got to approach it as you're the teacher or you're the, you're the leader, you're the one in charge, but you can't talk down to them. You have to like talk at them at their level and they respect that. And these kids were awesome. Right. I love these kids. They were no, I was just going to say, kids aren't stupid. If you talk down to them, they know it. And if you're like me, when I was a kid and you're being talked down to, then you just want to prove them the opposite. You know, then you just get more fire under your butt to do something that they're not going to like. So I think that, you know, treating them with respect is just better. Oh, of course. Those yeah. kids were fantastic. I'll never forget that hubcap. That's so funny. They were the best. <laughs> I I don't know where they got the hubcap from, but that's not my that's that's none of my business. <laughs> but so, let's set the scene. 
Yes. For what middle school dances looked like for us. Mm-hmm. You would, it would be one every month. Yes. There was one every month. It was always and... on a Friday, I believe, right? Yes, I think you're right. I think it was a Friday. Unless, like, unless we had off that, for, like, sometimes, if like, before winter break, if, like, we had off Friday, we'd be on Thursday. But it was typically always a Friday. I thought maybe also they were Saturdays. I don't think we ever, I don't remember there being Saturday okay. dances. Or maybe there were, but I, I think it was always a Friday. Okay, I think you're right. I think it was just that sometimes I got home and was like, I don't want to go back to school. <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't turn back around. Just keep going. <sighs> and so basically what we would all do is we'd congregate outside. It would start out outside. And then you'd walk in through the gymnasium doors and you'd pay, what, $2? I forgot that we had to pay them. They fucking took money from us. This is why voting for the school budget's important, guys. Yeah, because you know what? I mean, sure, most kids are getting those $2 from their parents, but also some kids aren't, and then they're spending $2 to go to their school dance. Ah, oh, man. And then you'd enter the gymnasium, and you'd find your friends, and then that was it. But also it was so, you know, emblematic of our time. Yeah. Now, the school dances for me, I didn't go to all of them. I remember the freshman okay. year. The, not freshman year. Sixth grade, I think I went to sixth most grade. of them. Because yeah. there was this pressure. And I did have friends who went. But, like, mostly it was just, just meeting up with the friends. You know, you know, chalking it up, trying to be social. But mostly just standing around with your hands in your pocket. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, not really. Like You're just kind of like, hey, you know, and I remember getting dressed up for it and thinking, like, whatever. But you, you usually, unless you were, like, unless you're, because, like, there was no, like, I think the biggest misconstruction, the mis mis big mis ugh, big thing that we get wrong is in when we're kids, we think that there's the popular kids and they're having fun. Really, it's just that their group of friends is out there, you know? That's their group of yeah. friends. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, there wasn't that much of a difference. The only thing was just that maybe they were all going out there and doing the thing. Yeah. Maybe their group of friends, you know, touched each other's butts a little bit earlier than our group of friends. Touched the butts, yeah. Yeah, they touched the butts when they danced a little bit earlier than some of us did. I remember... And this is when you get introduced to the idea, and this is going to sound so weird because we're, I don't even like thinking about this, but thinking about middle school dances and grinding. I don't oh, think no, we any, have to talk about it. Oh, I don't think anyone actually yeah. did it for real, but it was something that everyone talked about um, as if they did it know. for real. I can't say. it. They did it enough that I was uncomfortable with it. And I think for me in general, dances were kind of weird. Because, and I'm glad you brought this up, like, for example, I think my first dance, um, you know, I found my friends, and we're doing what I think is dancing, and, you know, at that point, my sister was, like, in the eighth grade, she was the older kid, and the eighth graders looked so different compared to the sixth graders at that point, and she was like, that's not how you dance, this is how you dance, and she was, like, doing a little bit more hip action, a little bit more body roll, and I had already felt like, oh no, I'm doing this wrong. 
there is a certain mature way to do this and I'm not ready for that yet. And grinding was a huge part of that. I never ground. I don't know what the past tense would be for it. The the data is still out. We haven't gotten our data back about grinding and the the scientific understanding of grinding. Yeah, if there's a special grinding ground grinded expert out there, please feel free to reach out to us. <laughs> but that was something that I felt like I wasn't ready for that. That was something that I didn't feel comfortable with. But it was around a lot. There was plenty of it happening around us. Was it any good? No. No. But did it happen? Sure. You know what it is? I think it's also, it's a very easy way to convey a certain type of move, like dance, but it's very... Sure. It's not it's, that hard to do. Yeah, it's not that hard to do. And I think in middle school, to to vouch for a little bit of our innocence, not entirely, but a little bit, it was mostly just chest to back, moving left, right, left, right, left, right. I don't think... Th- I mean, there probably were some, but I don't think too many kids were doing full on like doing full on like mm-hmm. twerk wop, you know, dances. Yeah, no, mostly... there was no wop happening in no. uh, Long Island suburban middle school. Hey, Google, what is grinding? Grinding has four different meanings. Starting oh. with the most common one, grinding can be used as an adjective to mean. Of a difficult situation, oppressive and seemingly without end, as in grinding poverty. Oh, Is that the oh, you're looking for? No. No. All right. Grinding can also be used as an adjective to mean of a sound or motion, harsh and grating, as in the group's grinding, ear splitting guitar. Is yeah. that the meaning you were thinking of? It's the meaning I'd prefer, no. but no, unfortunately. But good one, Google. Sorry, I don't understand, but I found something oh. related. Do you want to know what correct sentence is? No, thank you, Google. Okay, grinding can also be used as a noun. Okay. The reduction of something to small particles or powder by crushing it, as in... There we go. That was the one I was waiting for. ...barley for use in brewing. Is that the meaning you had in mind? No. Sure. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. All right. Finally, grinding can be used as a noun to mean... The action of rubbing things together gratingly, as in, oh boy, that has caused much grinding of teeth among scientists and medics over the last 50 years. That's probably the closest. No, thank you. I don't need to know how grinder is spelled. According to Wikipedia, no, (laughs) hey Google, stop. Hey Google, stop. She kept going after that long pause. I she, thought she was done. She really was grinding my gears. I think the rubbing parts uncomfortably <laughs> is the closest definition that we have. When we have grandkids, we're going to be like, back in my day, we rubbed the parts together uncomfortably. Rubbed the parts together very uncomfortably. Yeah, I think back then it was like, like you said, it was either like, like chest to chest or it was either like you are back like, whoever was in front, who was probably the girl, because it would be weird if it was the guy first, but it was probably, like, the girl turned back to the guy, so, like, her butt is up against his pelvis, and your knees are low, and you're just kind of, like, swaying. Just a little left, and right, left, right, left, right, left, yeah. right, left, right. Just, <laughs> just really close. Oh, um, left, right action. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was the thing. I, I wasn't ready for that yet. So being around it was something that I just, I didn't know how to handle. I still wanted to be a kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And then, and then, what would a middle school dance be but without the slow dance? The slow dance. Never had a dream come true. <laughs> so we have, I found a beautiful list. And I yes. think there's personal songs that were not included on these lists. These, okay. these are from BuzzFeed. The, what's the name of this article? 24 songs you awkwardly slow dance to in the 2000s. And I think that's key because it was yeah. typically awkward. It was hands on shoulder, hands on hips, foot separated from each other and swaying left to right. Yeah, meanwhile, all of your friends would just, like, walk around you and be like, oh, you two are dancing together, oh, Oh. and it's like, okay, I'm just standing here to be a spectacle for you, I guess, that's what slow dancing is. They were were just sad that nobody wanted to slow dance with them. (laughs) I think that sometimes those were the best. Yeah, but let's see, see, these are some of the songs that you might have slow danced to. In the 2000s was... Wait, when did this song come out? Uh, All or Nothing by O-Town? Oh, that must have been uh, like at the beginning of 2000. I don't remember the song. Was that 2000? I don't remember. Hey, Google, play the song All or Nothing by O-Town. All or Nothing by O-Town. Sure. Playing on Spotify. Oh, I know this song. This song is a nice song. They definitely That's O Town? That's O Town. <laughs> da 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 and nothing at all. That now I remember it. Now I remember it. Oh, this song. Okay, wow. okay. <laughs> hey Google, stop. I don't want to hear this anymore. It's over. <laughs> over. Oh. <laughs> I remember that song. Right? Right? That's it? Yep. Mm -hmm. This one... (laughs) This song was later. This song was later. I don't think they played this at this eighth grade at at our dances. Maybe you can correct me. But Hey There, Delilah. Oh, that's later. Much later, yeah. yeah. That was Um, the thing that's hard to find about these lists is we're actually going to find a lot of stuff that's too late for us because we were in middle school 2002 to 2005 and when people refer back to aughts music they don't actually cover the early aughts that much unless there are some that really pop out like outcast hey yeah yeah what about this song i think definitely this song for at least sixth grade and this might be my favorite song on the list uh Truly, Madly, Deeply by Savage Garden. Oh my god, you love that song. I do love that song. Hey, Google. You love that song. Play Truly, Madly, Deeply by Savage Garden. Truly, Madly, Deeply by Savage Garden. I love our assistant. Play on Spotify. Yeah, that's, this is our assistant. There it is. Yo, oh, when yeah. this came on, got that head bop going. He just wants to let you know how much he loves you. Madly, deeply, something. 
Um, my cats Kiki and Luna could also be assistants, but they're really bad at their job because they're just sleeping right now. <laughs> ah, what a song. All right, Google, stop. I don't need this anymore. Hey, Google, no more Madly Deeply. Sorry, I don't understand. Google doesn't want to stop. Do you remember BB Mac? What was that? BB Mac? You don't remember BB Mac? I don't remember BB Mac. Oh my god, they were this like British duo with an acoustic guitar. No, British trio. It was three boys. It doesn't matter. Did they play? But they kind of sounded like this. Did they have songs in the aughts? They did. I'm trying to remember the one. Oh, it was like, baby, can't you see? We were meant to be. I've been thinking that it's something so long. Now I promise you, now my love is true. This is where my heart belongs. And then the chorus is like, until you're back here, baby. Oh, I know that song. Miss yes. you and want you and need you so. <laughs> This I song. saw them in concert. <laughs> this was definitely played at our dances. Yeah. Yes. There it is. Yes. So I'm back here waiting. There it is. Nothing's been the same. <laughs> oh, what a yes. memory. Oh, man, I love that. Oh, shit, too loud. Google, stop it. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's not even on the list. There's a feeling inside I want you to know. We bested BuzzFeed. Um, I'm also waiting to see where Cleaning Up My Closet comes up by Eminem mm. because I hated that song, not only because it seemed like a stupid concept, for a song, but also I feel like when they played it at the dances, nobody knew how to dance to it. So no. some people would be like bobbing their head and then other people would be slow dancing. And I was like, what is this? What, what are we even happening? supposed to be doing right now? There were some songs that were very difficult to classify between slow yeah. dance and like head boppers. Yeah, like, we I just won't... couldn't assess that back then. Yeah. Oh, this song is way too late for us. Uh, Chasing okay. Cars by Snow Patrol. Ah, Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. Joe and I were just talking about that song because as a Snow Patrol fan, that is actually their worst song. <laughs> but is that their moneymaker and they probably just have like a fund from Grey's Anatomy every time they use it? Yes. I don't remember this song. Which one? Uh, Bless the Broken Road by Rascal Flats. Oh, I don't know that one. Hey, Google, play Bless the Broken Road by Rascal Flats. Bless the Broken Road by Rascal Flats. Sure. Playing on Spotify. Does this sound familiar? No, we didn't play this. Yeah, let me speed it up because I don't remember. You know what's funny is that the literally the image for this song on Spotify. No, we didn't play this. I, I know it now, but we didn't play this. No. I'm going to eat my cheddar biscuits that I got from... Manny's because it's that time. Please of the enjoy. Month. Um, yeah, oh, this one definitely. This one definitely was played. Okay. Uh, a little more time on you by In Sync. 
Oh, God. <laughs> hey, Google, play a little more time on you by NSYNC. God must have spent a little more time on you by NSYNC. Sure. Yo, I had this album, and this one was like that song. Me too. Oh. This was a great album. Oh, yeah. Right? Wasn't mm -hmm. this No Strings Attached? I think so. Or was it after? No, this wasn't No Strings Attached. This was... This was... What album was this? What came after that? Oh, this came out in 1997. What? Yeah. Off their self-titled In Sync. Oh, no you're Strings right. Attached no strings was 2000. Attached was, was great. What was the dance song on... The slow dance song on No Strings Attached was... That's when... I think it was when I'll stop... That's when I'll stop loving you. Wait, let me say... These kids don't even know what it was like growing up with NSYNC. Wait, it was This I Promise You. This I Promise Here, Yep, that was the song. Yeah. This was the best song. There it is. Oh my god. They might have even played this at our prom. Definitely. Do you think so? I don't really remember prom that much. I remember it very well. That's another <laughs> odd story for another day. Mm-hmm. Because we have mm -hmm. very interesting prom stories. Mine, I know, is very different. Yeah. It was very different. I'm sorry. I'm eating. This is so unprofessional, but, like, when it's no. that time of the month, you just gotta eat. We're, we're, we're jamming out to some tunes. Mm -hmm. Google is helping us out. You're eating cheddar biscuits. I have COVID. It's, it's a relaxed fit episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this song, though. This song is a special one. I'm surprised it's not on this list. Or it's maybe I just didn't get to it yet, but all right. The next song, do you remember Back at One by Brian McKnight? I don't remember that one. Who's Brian McKnight? Hey, Google, play the song Back at One by Brian McKnight. Back at One by Brian McKnight. Sure. Playing on Spotify. I don't remember this song. He's from Buffalo. Really? Some pretty good songs so far. I don't think this was meant for us. This oh, I know this song. It's a beautiful song, but it wasn't meant for us. No, no, it definitely wasn't. Oh boy. Oh, Courtney. It wasn't meant this... for a bunch of uh, Long Island suburban white no. kids. The next song is your favorite and by favorite i mean you're gonna hate it which one <laughs> this definitely was played in our dances too uh it's not the s club song oh no it is not it is um and i don't want to miss a thing oh my god <laughs> hey google play i don't want to miss a thing by aerosmith the rock ballad thing by aerosmith sure playing on spotify you always needed one slow dance rock ballad I'm not gonna lie, I think I just have a gripe with rock ballads. That's fair. Even when I close my eyes. Wasn't Liv Taylor in the music video? Maybe. Well, that, she's his daughter, I think. She yes. is. She is his daughter. What the Did fuck? Did you am not I know saying? that? Are you just. I yeah. did. I'm, Wait, I'm, is this COVID Tom? Or it's COVID Tom. Is, is that just a regular Tom? Okay. <laughs> 
a regular Tom forgetfulness. Okay. Come on, Aerosmith, get to the part we all want to hear. Even when I close my eyes, and I don't want to miss this thing. Yeah, I could never understand why this song was popular. I was just like, everybody was, knows that rock ballads are a little bad, right? Yeah. This was for the movie Armageddon. Oh <laughs> <Where> no! <laughs> This was made for the movie Armageddon. Oh my god, that's the one where Bruce Willis is like, I will sacrifice myself for the planet. Liv Tyler's in that movie. Yeah. Oh! Yeah, he sacrifices himself for Ben Affleck. For Ben Affleck! Yeah. Um, This song, I'll Be, by Edward McCain. I don't remember that song. And I'll be your crying Oh my soldier. god. Hey, Google. I'll be Play I'll Be by Edwin McCain. I'll be by Edwin McCain. I don't... I, oh, my God. Now that you say it. Yeah. Courtney, I think yeah, this is the You guys are going to hear a lot of singing in this episode, because that's just what happens when we talk I about our music. <laughs> it, now that you've sang the song... Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. This is I a good song. I, it is. I think it's time to reveal. And you could correct me, because I don't remember very well. Okay. Is this the song we danced to? I have no idea. I think it was. <laughs> I think it's this song. Was this the beginning of our budding romance? Yes. Our week-long romance? The week-long romance. Yeah, it's it's now time for people to know um, that Tom and I dated for a short week in middle school. <laughs> This, the the eighth grade. It was eighth grade. The it first. It was eighth grade. The first dance in September. Yes. And I think I only went in eighth grade. Seventh grade, I didn't go to any of the dances. Okay. Eighth grade, I only went to the first one and the last one. Okay. The first one, I I think I just mustered it up because we had already been friends. And yeah. I always was like, this is a really rad person. So we, I asked to dance, and we just had. It was a, it was it was like what you expect. It's like this sweet, fun, little awkward moment between two right. eighth graders who don't right. know what they're doing. Right, and also like I think that I should state that. Um, <laughs> I mean, you should take this as a compliment. Yeah. Of the three people I quote unquote dated in middle school, and the first relationship was just like, you know nothing that wasn't actually a relationship it was just like the person that like you agree to dance with at the slow dances when you go to the dance mm-hmm. there that wasn't like an actual relationship we never kissed or anything he'd have to no. ask my permission for a hug <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the person i dated after you like yes that was my first relationship that was my first kiss whatever but you should know that when we were in middle school, you were the first person that I was like, I want this person to be my boyfriend. Oh, that's I, I, I enjoy having time. I enjoy spending time with this person. I enjoy their company and I want to he- talk to them. Oh, I just didn't you. realize that wasn't quite right. <laughs> it was we we're because I mean, we're young and we're done. We're yeah. figuring out what those types of relationships mean and what boundaries mean and what what specific like friendship romantic partners what that means because like i i you you know we we had that week-long relationship right 
And then I think I didn't really figure out or learn how to actually court or have like a relationship until much later. Right. And I think that's, it actually took those times for me to realize like, oh, this isn't actually what I mean when I like spending mm-hmm. time with this person. Yeah. Because we hung I just out a didn't lot. No, yeah. This didn't like this wasn't like a heartbreak sort of way. This was like a oh okay because there was like a huge pressure on my head because I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm so I, sorry that you're gonna have to cut out like me chewing. I don't know. I'm leaving it in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it in. Um, but like it was just like it was like oh okay I'll see you at school like it was very much like a matter of fact like okay that's fine like it didn't really hurt it was because it was like again like figuring out what this friendship means is this more than that or was it not and we figured out fairly early on yeah we went to the clark botanical garden together (gasps) we did i held your sister when she was a little baby oh baby jana little baby jana you were (laughs) an integral part of our week-long relationship you have a little baby Jonah. And then we went to see Taxi. <laughs> we saw Taxi with Jimmy Fallon. Fallon and Queen Latifah. And Queen Latifah. And what kills me was at that point, that was Jimmy Fallon's first movie off of leaving SNL. Yeah. And poor Queen Latifah. Like, she actually had, like, a long-standing career at that point. And then she's yeah. second to Jimmy Fallon. And then we ate... Taco Bell at the Roosevelt Field Mall. Oh, I think you must have gotten Taco Bell because I didn't eat Taco Bell then. Yeah, you didn't eat anything. I just, I was the pin. Oh, no, really? I think, oh, no, I definitely did. I had Uh, all my, like, sensory issues with food back then. And I was just a hungry boy. (laughs) I used to stack away food like crazy in middle school. Like, that was insane. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we, we came home from taxi and I think like I think your mom dropped us off back at my place. You said goodbye to me. My mom let me back inside, and she was like, "Oh, how was it?" And I was like, "I don't think I want to do this anymore. I think I, I think I've made a mistake." Because it's like <laughs> this pressure. Because like now that like because yeah. hanging out because we had done that and we would right. continue to hang out and it was like but then there's that pressure of what does this mean? Make this a relationship? And I think I didn't know. We no neither of us knew what Mm -hmm. that was or if it was even right so it didn't matter right and also it helped me realize a couple of things that like oh you can enjoy someone's company and be excited to see them and it could not necessarily mean romantic feelings or that that could that there is a different component to that that Mm -hmm. um that there's something else there that needs to be a part of it for it to be romantic and also i realized very early on then i was like oh i like my space like Mm -hmm. i like to be alone and do things alone and that's okay um but yeah i mean the other two people that i quote unquote dated in middle school i only said yes because i was like yeah all right let's just see what happens with this yeah of course yeah i was just like whatever you're fine i'm okay let's let's see what happens um you were the only one that I was like, I think I like this person, Aww. and I'm going to pursue them. So, <laughs> Pursue. It was It was definitely, you, made, you realize you made a mistake when I was eating way too much Taco Bell at the <laughs> Roosevelt Field Ball. That is when you knew. 
You're that like, I wouldn't this... be Taco Bell for another series of years. This is too much. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> that is too much Taco Bell. <laughs> but it, what a perfect example of a 2000s experience. Because we would hang out at the mall quite a lot in high school after that. Right. And you know what's um funny, too, is that I think that's sort of how these pressure cooker situations would happen at a dance. You would mm -hmm. dance with somebody... Maybe one person liked them. Maybe both people liked each other. But then there was pressure for follow-up. Oh, that's what it was. I will yeah. say, like, because we did the dance. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that was awesome. That was really what fun. What do I do now? But Because everyone kept asking, like, are you two dating? Are you two dating? And I'm like, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very clear that I was not in the mindset already at all for that kind of like type of experience and i was mm -hmm. just a dumb boy who wanted to eat subway and taco bell all day <laughs> i think also it's very uh similar to anybody who's watched the first season of the office when amy adams comes to sell purses and dwight asks for michael's permission to court her <laughs> and he's like no, you can't because um, we're going out for drinks later. And he's like, no, Michael, don't. Do you love her? And then he's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, there's like, yeah, like, there's this trail off of possibility. And I feel like that's what would happen at the middle schools. Every time I watch that scene in the office, it feels very childlike because Michael Scott is very childlike. But oh, yeah. it always reminds me of middle school dances. It was a fond memory. Yeah. So, that is the story. I feel like there was... Yeah. No, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to trail off into something else so you can uh, finish up on our, our week-long relationship. I was going to say, that is the that is the story, and that is the mm -hmm. song I believe to have been the song. That triggered it. That triggered it, because that definitely was. That, played, that was the song that played it. Like, no matter what, like, some of these songs come and go. The instinct yeah. songs don't necessarily make it to the eighth grade dance. Uh, I'll Be was played at every dance. Every single dance. why I feel pressure. Not that you put any pressure on me. I, I feel personal pressure to be o overly friendly with whoever you're dating because we have been friends for so long and we are like we have a very like strong platonic friendship that I, I don't want whoever comes into the picture to feel uncomfortable with that. I never was so worried like, about that. I think in my mind, yeah. I'm like, because in my mind, I there's no none of that chemistry is ever communicated. Right, like, right. <laughs> Like, there is a huge difference. Let's see. The next song on this list was All My Life by KCI and JoJo. I'm not good with this. Do you know this song? I know JoJo, but I don't know this song at all. Hey, Google. Play All My Life by KCI and JoJo. All My Life by KC and JoJo. KC. Sure. That Play makes more Spotify. sense. <laughs> Do you remember this? I don't. I think we were too young for this. Yeah, this is a 90s song. Get off the list. Not, um, I'm what sorry. I don't mean too young. I mean, I think that we were in middle school too early. 
for this. Oh, okay. JoJo came a little bit later, I think. This one, I think you're going to appreciate. Okay. Never Had a Dream Come True by yes. S Club 7. Yes, baby. Um, S Club wasn't 7. This their, yeah. Wasn't this their, like, farewell song? Yeah, that was the thing. This was their biggest song, and this is when they actually sort of split up. I remember it being, like, their farewell song. I don't remember why. S Club 7 was on my Wisdom Teeth removal playlist. Really? Yeah, because I just needed to listen to things that were just going to make me happy. So I put S Club 7 on there. That's awesome. But, um, yeah, for some reason, this song got played. This was, like, every begrudgingly awkward slow dance. It was always this oh, song. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, this one always comes to mind. This one, I'm not sure. Breathe by Faith Hill. Hmm. I don't remember how it goes. I think it's, uh, hey Google, play Breathe by Faith Hill. Breathe by Faith Hill. Sure. Playing on Spotify. Does this sound familiar? Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, This one was... Was this one played in our dances? I know the song, You're Beautiful by James Blunt. I don't You're think it beautiful. was. I think it came You're a year beautiful. later for us. Yeah, Actually, I remember hearing it. But... I was going to say, I think that... It might have come out when we were in the eighth grade, like when we were in middle school, but I think it was just sort of a song that would play on VH1 music. It didn't get popular then. I remember it took a while for that song to hit it big. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> also, I didn't realize that this Budfee's article actually includes for every song, Moment When Hand Slid Down the Waist. Oh, yeah, there was just like a lot of touching that wasn't necessary. Yeah. Yeah. The, f- the next song is Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, yeah, I mean this one. Yeah. I, why am I not remembering? Hey, Google, play Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Iris isn't, by Goo Goo Dolls. Sure. Isn't that Play the big on one? Spotify. I think so. Yes. Yeah. But everything's meant to be. Oh, yeah. I just wanted you to know who I am. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I don't want to bring up any more breakups, but like. Uh oh. I distinctly breakups? remember when we were in Oneonta and you and somebody else broke up. <laughs> and we went shopping and this song was playing, and you just not ironically are singing this song. <laughs> oh. You know what? It's funny. I love those memories because they're so dumb and angsty at the time. Right. I think it's a beautiful thing to look back on that because yeah. it's like now it looks so stupid. Who right. Cares? Right. That whole like, event was fucking dumb. Like <laughs> that whole experience. That that for you and me. I, <laughs> you should leave this in, but bleep out the name like uh, the other one you did. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave it all in. Today's the day. COVID, COVID Tom doesn't care. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, 
No, no, no. <laughs> definitely creep. Yeah. Um. Uh. Then the next song. Oh, mm-hmm. Do you want to keep going about this song? No, this song I was just gonna here. say every time I hear this song, I think of you unironically singing it while <laughs> you're shopping in Oneonta. <laughs> That's amazing. That's what a fucking experience that was. Jesus Christ. No. Like, I'm starting to think that I actually like breaking up with you on the phone was one of your best your best breakups. Yeah. Number one breakup. This song. How do you feel about this song? Which one? You and Me by Lifehouse. Oh, I was a fan of Lifehouse. I was too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It was like, it was safe rock. Yeah. You know, your parents wouldn't be mad about it. Although clearly my mom didn't care because she was into I Hate Everything About You by Three Days Grace. <laughs> that was. So obviously she wouldn't have cared. But you knew That's for true. certain that your parents wouldn't be mad at you for listening to Lifehouse. No, of course not. Yeah. This song was nice. Yeah, uh, I liked his raspy voice. Although I think, what is the song? Falling, falling even more, more in love, more in love with, you. with you. Yeah, Let you it go. I held on to. I'm hanging by, hanging by a moment's name of the song. Hanging by a moment here with you. Wait, but don't they have a song called Falling? I wasn't around for this post-grunge era because my voice, it might be perfect for it. <laughs> well, that's why I like but the nobody... way he starts off you and me because it's just, what time is it and in what month? And like that's a good way to introduce a song about falling in love because when you fall that in love, you're not thinking about time or day. I like that oh, song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So, just to throw this in there, we don't have to talk about it much, mm-hmm. but the InSync song, I promise you, is on the list. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. But I think we should get to the the meat and potatoes okay. of this list. Yes. The meat and potatoes, which is Enri- Enrique Iglesias's hero. Oh, boy. Maria Sharapova. I think even as How a many- kid, I knew nobody's taking this song seriously, right? No, um, oh, okay. We, we we shouldn't have taken the song seriously, but it didn't stop people from taking it very seriously. If I cried, what was I again? Like, <laughs> would you dance? Yeah, if I asked yeah. you to dance, would you cry? Would you tremble? Yeah. If I something, I don't. Hey Google, we got to do this. Hey Google, <laughs> play "Hero" by Enrique Iglesias. I think I was also just skeptical of a lot of ballads because they just felt so phony. Like, even at the end of Disney movies, when they'd play the hit song, but it was played by, like, two adult voices that aren't the main characters, I was like, Mm -hmm. they're really trying to shove this shit down my throat. Yes. I think the corniest part of the song is how it opens. He's like, can I be your hero? (laughs) How How many of girlfriends or girls were sent that text? Ooh, Tom. I mean, the worst I know for a fact. part is more than we know. You know what the irony of this episode is? What? I had a full like painful moment today. Uh huh. And I'm still gonna talk more shit about 
Sure, sure. I think I'm already beginning to heal, and I'm like, enjoy the episode, guys. But, like, stop peeking on our fucking Instagram. I see you watching. I can be a hero, baby. That's the thing. He makes it sound like it's so painful. Yeah, he cries. I think he cries. Yeah, yeah, like, he makes it sound like he's crying. He might be crying. He might be crying. Um, uh, funny story. It's funny how our exes, and like, intertwine, um, and they both yes. involve this episode, and also this song, because... <laughs> Another part that sucks about middle school is that after you and I broke up, quote-unquote... Yes. Like, I think it was two days later... I started dating my first love, who oh, is really? your ex's ex. And I was called a slut, even what? though you and I didn't do anything. And it took me slut. three months to even kiss the person who came after you. I was that called sucks. a slut. I was called a shoe, which I didn't even know how to like That's process as an insult. That's awful. Who did this? Um, a few people. I can't say who. I'm gonna go beat them up, Courtney. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> but it was funny so was song... I felt like I was like pretty not known in middle school. I was like pretty left alone. Like nobody cared about who I was. And then I felt like once I started dating this person. It was like everybody wanted in on my business and people were interested who I never even talked to. Like, that's how I talked to Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He just came up to me and was like, you're dating And I was like, I guess so. And he was like, why? And I was like, I really don't know. And he was like, what? he's that an was... idiot. Why? <laughs> and like, that's how I met a lot of people because they were just like, who are you? And I was like, I don't know. I just want to listen to some 41 in peace. Oh, that we can get to that soon. I do want to get to a Fum Forty One story, but I think yeah. to end to end the slow dance ballad part of this episode. Yeah. Uh, let's just. I want to elaborate on how big this fucking goofy ass song was, <laughs> in that. Um, let me see. I think that we've talked about how this person said to both me and your ex, like, "I can be your hero, baby." And I immediately was like, this is cheesy and corny and stupid. Ha ha ha. You mean it as a joke. And they were like, yes, I do mean it as a joke, but could also turn to your ex, say it, and they would take it literally. Oh, she melted. Right. She melted and like was, I mean. As did Enrique Iglesias after he did all that crying for the song. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I will give my ex credit this. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of rough what he did though because he said these words to her she fell for him and then he's like psych i never dated i'm dating someone else that's what he did back then that's what he does now i know (laughs) (laughs) he still does it he's an adult man who hasn't grown up that's the worst part it it sucks because i felt so angry when i was with him and i get so mad that he was doing shit and then it was like this isn't my fault. Like, now I look at it and I'm like, I wasn't that angry person. Like, that's not who I was. I was just with somebody who made me feel that way. Yeah. So this song, I will, I'm going through the list because it's been in everything. This song for a while was like the season finale for most shows. It was actually featured at the end of Scrubs. 
Is this the new song you're going to sing? Or is this the new song you're going to play? Or are you talking about Hero? Hero. It was featured in the Smallville. Uh, sure. It was featured in a bunch of TV shows. It's like the finale. And it won a like, bunch of MTV awards, but who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know what, you're right. This song was so big at the time, and it was such a big deal that like he and Maria Sharapova were in the music video together. Mm-hmm. It just seems so far away from now. Like, I think it's like yeah. puberty. Like, we don't, we know we went through it, but we don't remember how it felt going through it. Yeah. yeah. I think the evolution of the song is best put. It was featured, like, like I said, it was, it was like the ending or season or series finale song for like Scrubs, for like Smallville, a bunch of shows like that, to eventually be made into a satire yes. that was featured in Hot Chub Time Machine. And then used unironically in the movie Beverly Hills Chihuahua. I think that kind of puts where the song, how goofy the song really is. But for a moment in time, it was enough to make people like my ex-girlfriend fall in love with an idiot. Yeah. So that is, that is the best way to put that song, I think. Yeah, no, it's true. I think of, um, did you ever watch that movie Bedazzled with Brendan Fraser? I did. Okay, I was like, that was like one of my um, at-home sick movies as a kid. But he takes one wish from the devil, Elizabeth Harley, where Mm -hmm. he wants to be the sensitive guy. And he's like crying at the sunset. And he has this beach-appropriate sweater on. He has long hair and he's like crying at the sunset. And every time I watched that movie, I just sort of equated it with Enrique Iglesias' hero. Shit. Because that's that's sort of the vibe that Enrique Iglesias was setting up. And the thing was, there was such a lack of authenticity with that song Mm -hmm. because of the forced, like, I can be a hero. So, you know, when you're in a recording studio, you don't have to go with a take where you're crying. So that's an intentional choice as a promotional device. (laughs) Like the trembling, there's nothing professional about it. So they chose this sort of like, uh, uh, like even the same thing when like people laugh in a song, like you're not laughing really. You're just putting that in there as a choice. Nope. So, you know, what's funny is like, that was his, I know he's had songs and he's always been fairly popular. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, I think he kind of dipped out for a little bit mm-hmm. and wasn't, like, as big of a deal until he came out with a song in, like, what, 2010 or so? Yeah, and then he came back ready to fuck. Yeah, that was his whole five. He went from the sad baby boy, I I love you, will you let me love you? And, the, and he's like, I like it! Yeah, that's I, what I it like was. It. He had the Jersey Shore cast in the music video. Yeah, what was the name of that song? Wasn't it I like it? Baby, I like it! I think, yeah, it has to just be I like it, right? And then he does the other one where he's like, But tonight I'm loving you. Oh. Yeah. But it's really like, Tonight I'm fucking you. Yep. And then he did Bailando, which I'm not going to lie, I do fucks with that song. I like that. Yeah, that one's good. That's a that's a bopper. I that's don't like it whatsoever. I got no complaints yeah, with that. I, I like it by him featuring Pitbull 
Pitbull is somebody who doesn't really bother me anymore. Nah, he's just, he's just a guy who wants to party, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. It'd be a fun party with Pitbull. Yeah, I like that song that he sings with Neo. He's like, ooh, yeah. give me the time of my life. That's yeah. a good song, yeah. yeah. It's a great song. Pitbull just wants to have a good time, and I think he also does exactly. a good thing for the people of Cuba. I think that's where he's Yeah. Going. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. He does, like, a so, lot of really good stuff. Like, he's actually he a really good person. <laughs> yeah. Pitbull. So, those were the slow dance hits of most of our middle school dances. Yes. I now have a list of just the big bops, the big dance songs, the songs that dummy, dummy kids would be grinding on at an inappropriate age or awkwardly trying to find them or stand around and look cool. Mm-hmm. These are the songs that that mattered most. <laughs> and I think maybe the biggest one, especially for us, like this song invaded. And I think Uh-oh. you might agree. The song, Yeah, by Usher oh, featuring Little it. John and Ludacris. This is it. This is the song. This is this the is- song. Yeah, this is the song that just... It wasn't a party until this song came on. There it is. This was the song that defined pretty much our entire middle school dance experience. This and... To the window, to the wall, to the wall. To the wall. The sweat drops down my ball, ball. Oh, you bitches ah, crawl. Bitches crawl. <laughs> it's actually kind of gross when you think about it. Oh, it's it. very gross. It skeet, skeet. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Oh, man. Um, I love Usher. I think yes. he's a beautiful dancer. He's gorgeous. He can sing. I think at the time, I wanted to be too cool. And it just, like, wasn't... Yeah, wasn't my thing. But then as I got older and was nostalgic for yeah, I was like, okay, this is fun. Yeah, it was Get Low by Little John and the East Side Boys featuring the Yin Yang Twins. That's it. You know what? I think when we were kids, appropriation wasn't really a term that we knew about. But we knew well enough that when you've got a gymnasium mostly full of white kids listening to this stuff, you're like, this is stupid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But we were all having yeah. fun, I, th- I think. <laughs> right. I think it <laughs> was just everybody. like the attitude carried over as well. It's sort of mannerisms because when you're at that age, you emulate the behavior of the musicians you're watching, mm-hmm. even if it really should not apply to you. Yeah. Other yeah. songs notable, and I think this one, this one was very personal to me. I knew this one inside and out. Into Club by 50 Cent. Oh my god. 50 Cent. Hey Google, play 50 Cent in the club. In Dog Club by 50 Cent. In Dog Club by 50 Cent. In Dog Club. There it is. Go, 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 shorty. It's your birthday. We're going party like it's your birthday. Sip a like it's your birthday. Remember where they bleeped out all the curse words too? Was, that's another thing that's we what can't I mean. forget. It's like it was so put on, and we thought we were so cool. And then I was just like, we're literally twelve years old. Oh yeah. Some of these people shop at Limited too. It's not necessarily appropriate. Right. But I am going to sing, not sing. I'm going to rap. 
Facebook front. Oh, what is it? Wait. When you sell like Eminem and the hoes, they wanna fuck. But homie, I ain't down to tune these up. See exhibit in the cut. Right, we eat up. I'm gonna watch I move. You'll mistake me for play our pimp. But it's been hit a few shells, but I don't walk with a limp. In the hood in LA, they say they're 50, you hot. They like me, they want me, and they say, like, you look too hot. There it is. Still got it. Still got Nailed it. it. Knowing those lyrics didn't help at the middle school dance because no one cared. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, that one. Alyssa was very surprised to see me quote Childish Gambino, though. Really? Yes. And I don't really think it's that big of a deal because um, I think that there's a problem with white girls like me who are like, oh my God, look, I can rap because it ends up equating to wokeness somehow. But the thing is, it's just memorization. It's just old school memorization. That's all it is. I can't make anything up. If somebody asked one of us to rap something freestyle, we would have no idea what we're doing. So, mm-hmm. Courtney, yes. what about this song? You remember Hot in Here with two R's by Nelly? See, that's a song that I did not like when I was younger. And now I'm like, who who was I kidding? Who was I trying to impress? This song is amazing. It is. It is a banger. It is a banger. We also had a One Two Step by Sierra featuring Missy Elliott. She's another person. I think that when I was younger, I was so like anti-Sierra. And I'm like, no, she was good. We all grow. Yeah. Like, because that's the thing. Like, the reason I didn't really go to dances in the seventh grade was because I think I started to pick up. That was when I was really into, like, Linkin Park, mm-hmm. you know, everything like that. That's when I really doubled down on the more, you know, rock and metal side of things. But, the, like, this is also, we had Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake. Ooh, Sexy Back is so good. Yeah. That whole album. Now imagine, mm-hmm. now imagine everybody doing the lean back. The oh lean back. The lean big clap. Back. Teller's. What's up? I had like a big clap beat to it. Yeah. Terror Squad featuring Fat Joe. And you know who's in this music video? Pitbull? DJ Khaled. Oh my God. DJ Khaled. So that's why I think if that Pitbull watched... is a better hype man because at least he's making yeah. music. DJ Khaled just shows up and says his name like a Pokemon. Yeah. DJ Khaled, I think his, his time is run thin. He wasn't very. He's just, he's also kind of got, I remember in interviews, it's just like, what is this guy talking about? He's got these weird ideals. But also, this song, I think, goes even older than our, but I mean, they always play this. Mm-hmm. They always play this fucking song. And to this day, they still play it at every white person's wedding. Do you know what song I'm talking about? Was oh, it Soldier Boy? No. Oh. I think specifically white people getting down on the dance floor to a weird country sound and remix but it's from sweden oh, cotton eye joe yeah cotton eye joe i love this one i love the cotton, cotton eye joe, joe. <laughs> there's an episode of new girl where they play it on repeat at um at cc's wedding they're trying to sabotage and prank cc's wedding and then they just keep playing cotton eye joe of all songs you know what it is i think it's because it's so simple it's so simple it's so simple, but it's got that beat, and it's just like, no matter how old you are or how dumb you think the song is, at some point, it it's just like, it comes on, you're like, fuck, man, I just gotta, 
I just gotta do the stupid song. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I think that's why Five, Six, Seven, Eight by Steps was so popular in England. Like, that song blew up. That was their first single. And I think because it's very similar to Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, when you listen to it, like, sure, it sounds country, but it's not actually country. It is actually, like, no. rooted in Euro dance pop. Euro dance pop is a whole the best. episode onto itself. Hell yeah. I can't wait till because we do that so episode. Much, like, as Americans, the thing that we don't get that was much more a trend in Europe is that there would be fact, like, music, the music industry literally just is meant to pop out dance hits. Yeah. Like, they're, at least back then, it's changing now, but back then, the artist themselves was not the big deal, whereas in America, we kind of worship the star, like the rock star, the, the hip-hop icon, the pop stars. Mm-hmm. That wasn't, so, like, think about with Eiffel 5 with Blue. Eiffel 65. Eiffel 65, what did I say? <laughs> Eiffel 5, it's fine. Eiffel, well, whatever. There you know are a what lot I'm of like, numbers they, in Eurodance pop bands. Yeah, so, like, the idea that, like, we got to know who the band was was not, like, a thing, typically. Right, and even when Um, pop bands were popular for us, you're looking at only two, maybe three bands tops. In Europe, it was a much bigger thing to just have a group of people together. And just popping out dance hits. Yeah. I can't wait till like, we talk about just steps. crunching them out. Uh, what about, let's see, what other songs were bangers? You probably know some off the top of your head. We can just spit them out and give our take. What about the cha-cha slide? Oh, my God. One hop this time. One hop this time. Bam. Bam. I still love that song. Uh, this, Yeah, this song was way after our middle school time. Right. But Crank That by Soldier Boy. Okay, okay, can we talk about this song? Okay, so I guess in high school sure. we didn't have the dances, but we did have Sweet Sixteens. Yes, okay, that makes sense. And my previous ex that we mentioned about Hero, every time Soldier Boy would come on, he'd be like, yo, Courtney, let's go, this is our song. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? I don't know any of the moves. He'd be like, yeah, we're gonna go do this. And I'd be like, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what's happening in the song. <laughs> Every single time. That's And I'd put money time. on it that when we go to the wedding this summer, provided that we can, it's going to happen there too. Yeah, it yeah. is. It definitely is. So. Now, with that, ah, fuck, I, was, I had a very specific question, but I forgot mm-hmm. what it was. Do you remember mm-hmm. at your Sweet 16... Mm-hmm. Didn't Emal dance with your mom? Emal danced with my mom, and also I had like a bunch of boys strip dancing. That I was one, one of them. them. You're one of them. I had um, several people dancing to jump on it and taking off their shirts. And then afterwards, um, one of you said to me, if not multiple of you said, we would have gone further if you didn't have a security guard there. I didn't say that. No, you didn't say that. But I know we know exactly who said that. No, actually. (laughs) What? Yeah, yeah. He was like, we we were gonna carry it further. I'm trying to find the picture because I knew. I swear to God, I had that picture somewhere. Oh, I might have it somewhere. You might of us all. I remember we got. 
Time to jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on it. I had the best sweet 16. You did have an awesome sweet. I only went to two. Oh, yeah. I went to yours and Alyssa's. And I'm always appreciative of them. <laughs> but I really didn't go to a lot of sweet 16. I went to too many. <laughs> Way too many. I think that's just the nature of the beast, though, right? Ah, oh, man. These are the bangers. <laughs> these are the bangers. What about this song? Let's see. R uh, Panda Replay by Rihanna. Ooh, what a jam. Oh, yeah. Old, old Rihanna. I mean, like, any Rihanna is good. I've, I've realized any Rihanna is good. It took me a long time to get there. Yeah. But I love Ponder Replay. Ponder Replay. Yep. Wasn't she, like, 17? Yes. Yeah. That's why she was a celebrity. Because she's gorgeous. Like, nobody looks like that at 17. No. Uh, what about the song Lip Gloss? My lip gloss is popping. My lip gloss is cool. All the boys be jacking. They chase <laughs> me after school. Now, the thing is... These were all the songs that were like the regulars. They these songs yeah. always played, but occasionally, and I think what changed was um, we've covered our the first dance where we danced, and then let's we can fast forward to the eighth grade dance. You were not at the eighth grade dance though. I was not at the eighth grade dance. The eighth grade dance is a very special dance. It's kind of like their version of the prom. You get a little bit nicer dressed up, and then it's like. Oh my god, we're all separating, even though most of you are still going to the high school afterwards. Yeah. I chose to see Howl's Moving Castle in theaters with my mom instead. I was really tired of dances at that point. I think at the 8th grade, that's when I started going to every other one. I started skipping them. And I was just like, all of my friends are going to be in the high school with me. It's going to be fine. I'd rather go see this Miyazaki movie. Which at the time was a weird thing to do. It wasn't this artistic critically acclaimed thing at the time yeah yeah that's so how was your experience at the eighth grade dance i genuinely had fun this was like mm -hmm. i think i also because in eighth grade i had just we like i i wasn't super close i wasn't like an athlete but i did play on the lacrosse team Mm -hmm. And we had an undefeated season and I did have friends. So it was like this genuinely fun experience to be with them. Um, what was funny, I, we're so dumb. We were all dumb kids. And I remember we did get occasionally a rock song would play. And that was when things would like, we pick up the heat on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. And I remember it's so dumb because, you know, this was a nothing thing, but like some 41's fat lip came on. Oh, you're right. Oh, my gosh. And we were just like, we're all going to run. Da, da, it's going to be a mosh. Da, da, it wasn't a mosh. It was just da, dummy kids da. jumping up and down, running at each other. But that's yeah. that's what mattered. It was fun. And I got, like, super hyped. And I was like, like, my name was El Nino. Yeah. As a kid, no one knew me by name. Trust my own house party because nobody came. Oh, that's well, song. no, I'm not the one that you knew back in high school. Never showing, never showing up when we had, had to. to. Attention that we crave. They told us to behave. I'm sick of being told to act my age. Oh, I don't want to waste my time. time. That's such a good song. It is. Um, I do remember before the eighth grade dance, they made us fill out forms for the eighth grade poem that they put on the walls for every individual student. And I thought that I was so smart by putting ridiculous answers because I was like, ugh. 
these authority <laughs> figures trying to know me based on a form. I'm going to put bullshit answers. And then Mr. Smith, the eighth grade English teacher, wrote like the most beautiful thing about me. Aww. And he put some 41 in it too. What a, he was like, what a you lad. Can, yeah, he was like, you can find her wearing her neon green Converse, listening to some 41 in Green Day. And I was just like, that is the sweetest thing any teacher has ever said about me. Yeah, Mr. Smith was a good, he was the vice principal. No, not that Mr. Smith. That oh. was at the high school. No, there was a Mr. Smith at the middle school. Yeah, he was the English teacher. Oh, he was. My bad. Yeah, you're right. He no, was it's right. okay. There was a Mr. Smith at the high school who was the vice principal. He is the principal now. Really? I think. And But there was a Mr. Smith who was our English teacher. And, and he wrote the poems. And I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> he mentioned my converse. That's awesome. That's so sweet. Yeah, it was sweet. After that song at the eighth grade dance, that is when I took the liberty. For some reason, I guess he said something I didn't like. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what it was? And I can cut this out if you want. But legit, what happened was, this was eighth grade. I think, like, cracked a joke about how he was dating you. But we weren't even dating at that time. Which no. is why, I don't know why... I don't know. Middle school stupid. I remember, I think you guys were on a break or something or not together at that time. I broke up with him. What's because up? Oh, okay. He kept telling me shit or other people kept telling me shit. And I was just like, this is stupid. <laughs> I think he tried. And I should have like, stuck to that. He did. But try I to, didn't. He tried to make a joke about the whole thing. It was just like, well, I guess like we're in this together. Like he was trying to like, cause he put out his hand to do like a handshake. And I, I remember I reached out. And then I, like, pulled him in and, like, knelt down and threw him over my shoulder. My God. And he was just... I can't even imagine putting that much force into, like, making that happen. I would just screw it up. And he was just <laughs> laughing. I don't know if it hurt. We were dumb and we were kids. And back then, this is when we were all about the same height. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah it's, sure. it's literally, like, throwing a kid on the floor literally could just mean you're throwing a kid at, like, a pillow. It's not a big deal. But I, I think also, when he told me he liked me, I had been bullied enough the year before that I thought that he was um, putting it up to me as a prank. Really? Like, I thought that it was a prank. So every time he would pull something, um, to me that was like, well, there's the punchline. It's over now. So anytime anything did go wrong, and it's not that I was wrong for being upset, it was more of like a, a self-fulfilling prophecy to me. I was like, okay, there it is. Um, I should have just stayed broken up with him when I broke up with it's him. It's all right. It's all It's good. okay. I don't I don't regret it at all, you know. Um, that's first, you know, first budding relationship or whatever. Yeah. And that is, is the is. that is middle school. And I yeah. I just what a time. Like that's Also an he introduced me he introduced me to Joe, so I think it's worth it. Fair. I yeah. remember I first met like I knew of Joe. Mm -hmm. And I always was intimidated because I'm like, this is the coolest guy and I don't know. I know how to everyone talk to him. was into him. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually got to start talking to him when you invited me to the ice rink. What is it called? Oh, Iceland. Yeah. Iceland. And you and I were friendly, but we weren't like, you know, it wasn't anything serious, but like, that's when I met him. 
I met mm-hmm. him, yeah, but like meeting yeah. him like was this experience where I'm like, this guy's really cool and he's nice to me, so I'm really happy about this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And also like this is just part of like coming of age uh learning like what relationships are i genuinely think that in middle school when they give you the talk about your bodies i think that they should also have a conversation about what it means to have a meaningful relationship with another person yeah we should kind of i mean because that's one of those things where like we got to leave it up to the parents but it's like not every parent's gonna explain this also parents are just not going to talk about it because at the end of the end of the day parents are a little uncomfortable with the idea of their child dating. Yeah. They could mean well, but they still feel weird about it. They're only human. Exactly. Yeah. I think that it needs to be reinforced more in the schools. Absolutely. Mhm. Ah, <sighs> with that, I think that covers the culture, the songs and the and the stories about our, our dance experiences. Was there anything yeah, I, I think missed? As far as, no, I think as far as like any rock options went when we were going to school dances, it was Fat Lip by Sum 41, maybe if we were lucky, a little bit of Linkin Park, Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. Oh, and Good anything, Charlotte. Blink-182. There was always Good Charlotte played, Blink-182. Those were sort of the two acceptable quote-unquote rock bands of the dances blank 182 and good charlotte oh yeah those were like friend family friendly rock options right and then since you've been gone by kelly clarkson felt safe oh yes of course yeah how did i forget that that's okay oh the killers oh yes Mr. the killers Brightside. yeah and i feel like franz ferdinand falls into that same group but they never really played franz ferdinand at the part at the dances yeah, I know. I don't feel like we really heard Take Me Out that much. Yeah. Yeah, those were... Imagine that. I do remember some kids would get upset when the rock songs came on. Yes. And it's like, what do you want? <laughs> and we're playing yeah, yeah. everything. We're a bunch of middle schoolers. <laughs> get over it. Yeah. You're so silly. Oh, what a different time. I wonder if middle school dances are still a thing. Well, but not right now. There's COVID. I was talking to Josephine about this recently. Actually, really? I was just like, I was like, oh man, can you imagine? Like, we can't do any of that stuff anymore. It's so dirty. Like, your hand shouldn't be there. Your <laughs> hand shouldn't be in this place. It shouldn't be that close to each other. There's a lot of people sweating over each other. It felt very hot in that gymnasium, didn't it? Yes, it was always very hot. It was always very hot. They never put the AC on in there. No. Well, it, it was just the big gymnasium with, like, a fan. Mm-hmm. Nothing else, really. Now... God bless whatever DJ was stuck doing all of those middle school dances. Yeah, can you imagine being the DJ for these things? I know. Oh, my God. Did they take requests? I don't remember. I don't know. I got a request when we had the fifth grade dance, which was very similar to the eighth grade dance, but for fifth graders. I think it was sort of to transition us into the lifestyle of going to dances at school. And I brought my CD case and I said, can you play number one on this 18 CD, please? And I thought I was so smart because the song was called Floor Filler 
And I was like, I'm going to get everybody to dance on the floor at the fifth grade dance. I don't think that the middle school dances took any requests. Shit. (laughs) (sighs) Now, off topic, I did want to bring Mm -hmm. this up. You sent me an article, and I think it's we have to address Yes. Yes, we have to talk about this. This raging controversy that has shooketh us us to the core. Because our last two episodes were about the host, Stephanie Meyer's 2013 movie. And then... Bon Joon-ho's The Host from 2006. One is the better yes. movie. And one's... Uh, one, uh, oh, one's... Well, first of all, I was going to say The Host, and then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> um, 2006, obviously. But you sent me an article yesterday from Hollywood.com, which I already have my gripes with a website called Hollywood.com. What do you mean? It's such an upstanding <laughs> article site. Hollywood.com used to own a website that I was a fan of these podcasters, and they shut it down, and I'm like, you sons of bitches. You sons Are you of serious? Bitches. Yeah. I didn't even know that. There was a website, it used to be called Spill.com. Oh! They used to do animated movie reviews. Yeah! That was owned by Hollywood.com, and Hollywood.com shut it down. Are you fucking serious? I had no idea! They shut it down, this was several years ago. As a matter of fact, it might be around the time this article was released. Yeah, 2013. Rude. Yeah, the some of the each member of that former website have gone on to do their own thing. The Good. main one is now its own website and podcast called Double Toasted, and I, I went to visit those guys when I went to Austin in 2016. So they're doing mm-hmm. well. But this this I already have my grips this website and this article. Let me read the headline. You sent this to me, Courtney, and I. Yes. I'm glad you brought this to my attention. Why? I'm Steph- glad I could help. Yes. Why Stephanie Myers, the host, isn't that much different from Bong Joo Ho's The Host. Honestly, once I started reading it, I was like, you know who this person is? You know who wrote this article? Who? It's that bitch who says that the Lady Gaga Super Bowl halftime is more progressive and does it in a better subtle way than when Beyonce did the Super Bowl. Ew. Yeah, that kind of person. This is that. Yeah, you're right. That this is that person. This is absurd. This was re- it was published April first, two thousand thirteen. Are mm-hmm. you sure this wasn't an April Fool's joke? I cannot confirm. It was released because it was on April first. I just... cannot confirm. Well, let me read some of what this article says. Read um, like the bullet points. Read the bold points on that the this, surface, this person makes. Stephanie Myers, the host. Mm-hmm. And Korean Artur Bong Joon-ho have nothing in common, but that's because you didn't look deep enough. Number one. Yeah, you idiot. They're both about a girl who may still be alive against all odds. Jesus Christ. I'm starting to think this was a legitimate article. Well, that's why I think I think this was their strongest point. They just thought this and were like, I'm going to write this. Number two. Both movies mm-hmm. are about a failure to communicate. Yeah, with like a family, or maybe that's the third bullet point, but like a failure to communicate, that's such bullshit. Number three, they're both about how families stick together. Oh, there it is. There it is. (laughs) Number four, both are critical of big government. What is this, a fucking libertarian article? Okay, I was thinking that too. The way that this particular bullet point is extrapolated on is like, 
Well, the host 2013 is an example of, you know, red states, disinterest, and big government, and a return to rural environments. And I'm like, oh my god, what flat earther wrote this? Yeah. Yeah. Number five. Both feature invasive medical procedures. Yeah, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah, this is... Both involve steal stealing. Stealing? Wait, the last one. Read the last one. Alright. Number seven, I think. Okay. Both display a remarkable affinity for a hair product. There what? it is. Boom. There it is. This the is controversial true. opinion. This the is thing to tie it all together is hair products. That's fucking, this is insanity. Yeah. What up? It's very frustrating to me when, against all odds, a person of color strives to make something that becomes the ideal, something that is amazing, like Bong Joon-ho's The Host, or, yes, I'll say it, Beyonce doing the Super Bowl, or, like, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira doing the Super Bowl. Like, they worked so much harder to get that thing, and then you've got somebody who just needs to compare it to a mediocre white person thing. Yeah, and this isn't, I'll say, this isn't a criticism on Lady Gaga. This is a criticism on the person making the comparison. But you know that kind of person. Like, unfortunately... We know that that type of person. Yes. When that happened after the Lady Gaga Super Bowl, we all, all of us, collectively know somebody on Facebook who made that post saying, like, why Lady Gaga's Super Bowl halftime was more progressive and still more subtle than Beyonce's. And it's like, why do we even need to compare the two in the first place? Even comparing the two is a direct attack on this person's triumph. Yeah. It's... Yeah. So I had to send you this article. I was like, this exists and we have to talk about this. Hell yeah. Blows my mind. And they don't even, they like address the terrible things that happened in Stephanie Myers, the host, but they don't say it's bad. They're just like, oh, the old boyfriend punches her in the face. And I'm like, okay, so it's not just me who saw this guy punch her in the face. Cause I feel like we're the only people who saw it happen. Yeah. What a article that was. What a world we live in. It's a wild world. <sighs> Would you like me to wrap it up here? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is my weekly obsession? Yes. Cranberry juice. Fair, it keeps you I hydrated. Freaking, I freaking love cranberry juice. And when it's that time of the month, it's like the best thing ever. It keeps you hydrated. It's sweet. It's refreshing. And also, if you get fresh cranberry juice from Cape Cod, it's the best thing in the entire world. I don't have that right now, but the Apple and Eve one is still really good. Nice. All right. Yeah. What is your weekly obsession, Tom? Um, I just finished Netflix's The Night Stalker. Yeah. Um, I am traditionally not a super true crime person. Which is starting mm-hmm. to change because I'm starting to, from like a historical perspective, I'm actually really enjoying learning these unfortunate stories. I think why I was like uncomfortable with true crime because they off like a lot of times they fetishize the serial killer. Like hence yes. with the last time Netflix did it with um with uh Ted Bundy. 
Yes. But I think when you look at it, because like the story of the Night Stalker, you can very easily tell the story of a terrified community and the prevail strength of these two, you know, you know, Gil and Frank, you know, these two officers, Gil being, you know, a Mexican American joining the law enforcement. It's from the community. And then Frank, this, you know, this veteran, he's, you know, this guy on homicide and the community itself, like very diverse community in LA coming together to stop this awful threat. Like it does a lot in the way of respectfully attributing respect to the victims and not fetishizing Mm -hmm. the serial killer, because there was a point in time in which anytime you listened or watched or read about something, true crime that like it would throw the face of the killer up and it'd be like, this guy was this scary bad guy. And he was so cool. And it's like, fuck off. I'm not about that. Like I hate when they do that. There's a movie that came out. Matter of fact, it was supposed to come out in the odd. But it didn't get released because it was very controversial. And it got released finally in 2014. And I watched it and I hated it. And why I hated it is because it's a mockumentary about a made-up serial killer that went on a killing spree all along the Hudson Valley in New York. Mm -hmm. And it, like, deeply fetishized this killer. Like, he's so smart. He's, like, six steps ahead of the police. He's such a monster. I'm like, shut up. I don't care. I don't want to sympathize. I don't want like you can make a story about a bad guy or a bad character, but there's complexities and ways to go about it. You can't do the traditional hero story arc with a murderer. It doesn't work. Well, that's the thing is because with a documentary, they want to captivate you the same way that you would a movie. But the problem is that sort of language is then being used to idolize an actually bad person who actually murdered people. If you want to create an anti-hero in a fictitious movie, go for it. Go right yeah. ahead. But then also that means that something has to happen in the end. It needs to be a cautionary tale. You either want to revel in this person getting away or revel in them getting caught and facing their consequences. If you do that with a real documentary then it's not being fair to the people who were actually hurt by this yeah. person. Yeah. And I think that's what I really liked about this documentary. It gave, it was very careful about telling the story from the two homicide detectives, the community mm-hmm. and everyone involved. And it made it like Richard Ramirez was the afterthought. Like we didn't give a shit about him. He was the guy doing these horrific things. Right. And choosing to, create the suspenseful narrative around the detectives is it makes it easier for you to root for the detectives than root for the murderer exactly so i really i genuinely liked this documentary and the best part and i told courtney this before just (laughs) like when how because he he fled he tried to when he knew he was caught he fled to a neighborhood that he thought he would like be able to hide out in because it was predominantly like mexican-american and they've just beat the shit out of him. They're like, this is the guy who's been terrorizing everybody. And they, they just, he, they, <laughs> he's. <laughs> yeah, because you know what it is? It's not fair to assume that you could just assimilate into a community of hardworking Mexican people. They don't need that sort of terrible reputation reinforced on top of them. 
So if you're like a serial killer and you try to like, you know, segue into their community and they're just like, we don't have time for this. We don't have time for your shit. And we don't have time for you to murder people here. Yeah. And then they just beat the shit out of him. It's amazing. They That's a community coming together. That made me like I cheered when that yeah. happened and like watching him get detained, arrested and brought to the station and just all of LA was just like cheering at his demise. It's like, that's, that's that cathartic sense of feeling. I think people need right now more than anything, just like the evilness, the, the face of the thing that's been terrorizing us has been put yes. away. Yeah. And also it's not, not unity. To call people out on their bullshit and harm. Yeah. Like, my body is not, you know, splitting from unity by deciding that coronavirus is a bad thing for it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So, I'm, I'm glad that that um, true story was uplifting for you during this time. It, it was. It definitely made me... It was a good time. I do recommend it for people who can... Because it, it does get dark. There are moments that right. I could not actually keep my eyes on the screen. Mm-hmm. But it is... I don't a, know why I've never gotten into true crime. Because it's, it's, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the closest thing that I watched to true crime was um, the night before I took a summer course at FIT when we were going into our senior year of high school, I was like, I had insomnia and I was up late and I turned on E and they were like, top 10 worst massacres or like serial killers. And I was just like, well, I'm awake. And then <laughs> the one that I see is the Long Island Railroad Massacre. And I was oh. about to get on the train in a few hours to go take a class at FIT. And I was like, Oh no. That's this can no happen? Good. This can happen on a train? And I was just like, I'm not about that. I'm not I'm not going. And then <laughs> my mom and dad get up and they're like, Aren't you ready for this? Aren't you so excited? And I was like, I'm gonna get murdered. Oh my god, that's oh, I'm so so <laughs> No, I think that was the last time I watched any sort of true crime. Yeah, I remember that case too. You know, my mom was supposed to be on that train. No. Yeah, that was her train. Jesus. When my mom commuted into the city, that was her train. And she was not there because she was pregnant with my sister. Or ah. she just had my sister or something. But she would have been on that train had she not Holy just had a bebe. Holy shit. That's insane. Yeah. God bless. Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's why I was, like, freaking out because I was just like, oh, my God, I didn't know this could happen. And then my mom was like, yeah, it could have happened to me. And I was like, what? Like, I was freaking out. And she was like, but that was the last time that sort of thing happened. And they've changed a lot of stuff since then. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I don't do well with true crime. I understand. That's totally reasonable. And, like, I was not traditionally a true crime guy, but I think mm-hmm. things like last podcast on the left, where mm-hmm. they they mock the serial killer, and it's more of, like, comedy and falling down the rabbit hole of cults and stuff. I think it, I'm enjoying Right, like, it. my favorite murder. People love my favorite murder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my favorite... 
Uh, they'll, they'll do things on like the last podcast where there was a serial killer from the 2000s. His name was Israel Keys, and he was an awful, awful human being, but he wanted so badly to be like seen as this badass new metal lord. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it may, I enjoy, and I think I take catharsis in their depiction of making fun of him and his weird and stupid manifestos by giving him like a stereotypically neckbeardy voice and he's like i am the best and i love limp biscuit like it's just that (laughs) when you take these people who want to be like richard ramirez wanted to be the night stalker yeah so when you take these people and boil them down to their like stupid cringy shitty behaviors and you can mock them i think i like that taking away of power from these people i appreciate that right i think um, the last time I found it interesting was, like, I think just a few months ago, somebody committed, or somebody confessed to being a serial killer in California. I think they were, like, the Golden State Killer, like, the Golden yes. Bridge Killer or something. Golden yeah. State Killer. Yeah, and I thought that was really interesting, because I was just like, holy shit, how did this guy get by in his life for so long and not get caught? So that I thought was interesting. Yeah. But that's about it. Oh, Kiki's decided to move to my legs now. Now she's on top of my legs. <laughs> All right. I think I can wrap it up here if you're cool with that. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This was a more chillax episode, but then some deep stories came out, and that's good. That's all right. And we want to thank you for tuning in. Please share what songs went to you the most in middle school, if not. Because I'm also curious about that. Do they still do this? Do they? Yeah. If you're a young person, let us know if um, you still have dances or what those dance soundtracks even sound like now. Like We don't know what kind of music they play at a dance anymore. Is it just the top 10 tipped TikTok songs? I don't know. No, we're old people. We're old. But with that, guys, be sure to like, follow on Instagram at Remember the Zero Zero S podcast. You can hear us on Spotify, iTunes, Boom. Google. Bam. Podbean, uh, yeah. Amazon, yeah, yeah, YouTube, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And with, <laughs> and with that, guys, thank you so much, and have a have a splendid night or day or whenever you're listening to this. I can be your hero, baby. That's it.